This, in fact, is our new American moment. There has never been a better time to start living the American dream. So to every citizen watching at home tonight, no matter where you've been or where you've come from, this is your time. If you work hard, if you believe in yourself, if you believe in America, then you can dream anything. You can be anything. And together, we can achieve absolutely anything. It's a new American moment. And Trump, he can't possibly be happier with the results of this speech, given this CNN poll that's out. And CNN's not exactly, you know, there's no way they're tipping the numbers to help Trump. (laughs) No, indeed. Uh, 69% who viewed the speech said the policies Trump outlined will move America in the right direction. Giggity. My, my. 72% said Trump's economic proposals would move the country in the right direction. 70% said Trump's terrorism proposals would be good for the direction of the country. Likewise, 64% were optimistic about his tax policies. 62% were for his immigration policies. And 61% were for his health care policies. Hmm. Now, you got to throw in the caveat of, you know, it's possible a lot more uh, Trump people than non-Trump people watched. Because if you hate Barack Obama, maybe you didn't watch your State of the Union address. If you hate Trump, you don't watch his State of the Union address. I don't know. Right, right. I've I've always watched all of them, but that's my job. So. I'm going to post a link in case people want to look at it uh, to a piece in the Washington Post this morning. Um, they they watched the address in eight American living rooms with all sorts of different sorts of people and uh, and have you know some synopses and examples, of their reactions and stuff like that. One thing that that strikes me um, is uh, a huge number of people reacted with great adamance and passion based on their self-interest. They criticize there's one Hispanic family that's very mad about what the Trump, what uh, Matt Trump was saying about um, immigration and DACA and all. But when they explained why, it was all how it would affect them, which I get. I mean, that's a perfectly reasonable way to look at things, but. I rarely hear, well, no, that's unfair. I, well, I, it's worth reading. Uh, here's a, a very, very brief synopsis of the article. Um, he called uh, Trump, he called for unity, declared that, quote, there's never been a time to start living the American dream. In Milwaukee, a retired factory worker sipping coffee cheered as President Trump promised uh, infrastructure work. In New Jersey, a Democrat-turned-Trump voter whose 26-year-old son died of a heroin overdose wondered why the president didn't provide a detailed plan to address the opioid crisis. In Phoenix, a mother of six from Mexico listened to Trump and grew increasingly worried about the future of her two oldest daughters. Uh, in Denver, a veteran of the, or the war in Afghanistan wondered why the president continues to send more and more troops to the Middle East to fight terrorism without a clear plan of action. And a bunch of other uh, reactions. Well, that would explain why presidents always give you a laundry list of 75 different topics that they right. hit on. Yeah. Because because people are watching that way. And if you hit on it, at some point in an hour 20, they might come away with an overall uh, happy feeling of the speech. And you're not going to read this article and get much of a, my side's right, raw, their side's wrong, boo, uh, type feel from it. It more I, I would say go into it with this spirit. How... Why do voters vote the way they do? How do people feel? What attitudes are you dealing with when you're trying to move hearts and minds in politics? Like there's this uh, black family um, 
reacting with disgust and derision about the African-American unemployment is at its lowest rate ever recorded. Um, blah, blah, blah. When he labeled the recent Republican tax cuts tremendous relief, she, her name is Candace. Uh, she relabeled it the biggest tax heist in American history. When he recognized the Cajun Navy of volunteers, uh, Hurricane Harvey, remember that? Weber asked why the president didn't also acknowledge Black Lives Matter activists who are volunteering at shelters, providing medical care, coordinating clothing drives, and mucking houses. When Trump proclaims he wants, quote, every citizen to be proud of this land we love, she told him, so resign. I thought that was interesting. Mm. Here's a, a black family who, who saw the president trot out the white business owner and the black welder and said, why not a black business owner? A white welder, huh? So, okay, all right. That's interesting. But um, then you got a uh, uh, Hispanic woman who's also an immigration lawyer who's a Republican, longtime Republican Trump voter, talks about being called a traitor to her race all the time. So it's, it's just really interesting the way common people... Uh, actually think about politics. Meanwhile, in horrific California teachers who still have jobs news, a self-described Marxist professor at San Diego State University, who's a leader within the international communist movement, told his students that, quote, grading is a quintessentially bourgeois practice. All right. And he's blaming the capitalist system. I love for... it when people say crap like that. No, I, I do, just, too. It I really just, is. It's so what, cute. Whatever. It is. You are so cute. <laughs> he's blaming the capitalist system for unfairly grading students on their individual academic ability. Uh, it's a message in uh, his class on Marxism. According to the syllabus, grading... Grading, quote, marks the alienation of your intellectual labor, the consummation of the authority of experts set above and in many cases against you, and the reduction of your multi-sided individuality into a single convenient shorthand branding you as more or less suited for the satisfaction of the needs of capital. Wow. God dang it. So what do you suggest? Man, (laughs) if if we could learn how to burn mumbo-jumbo for fuel... College professors could light America. God, I should uh, I should come up with it and link it in case anybody wants to watch it. So they had this thing on Book TV a couple of weeks ago where they had a panel of libertarians and a panel of socialists arguing about whether or not capitalism is good. Oh, I love that idea. Socialism versus capitalism. <clears throat> and, the, and the people involved were really good. I mean, the, the, whoever chose these people for the panel, they were, they were top-notch. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it was, it was held... I think on a university campus, but it was a young college audience. And oh, of course, no. They cheered like crazy for everything the socialists said about evil, evil capitalism and how it's, it's so mean to us and, uh, and, and booed anything. You know, so I would like to it if the crowd wasn't there. But that was part of the enjoyment. It was just to see, wow, there's that many people that react that way to a statement like, you're not free in this country because you have to go to work tomorrow. And everybody cheered. Yeah, Woo! right. Yeah. What the F? All right, exactly. What is your worldview? I know. What animal doesn't have to feed itself? What? Name one. What? How are you going to structure? What do you? I don't even understand where you're coming from on that. Wow, that is amazing. But I agree that uh, a grade is the reduction of your multi-sided individuality into a single convenient shorthand, branding you as more or less suited for the satisfaction of the needs of capital. Kind of like, you know, can you do math or not? Yeah. Should I hire you, do you to fix fi- to fix cars? Do you know how to fix cars? 
I'm a I'm a really pleasant person to hang out with. Well, okay. Fix my car. <laughs> See, that's respecting their multi-sided individuality. <laughs> the syllabus continues. In a different society, it may be possible for you to study and to learn without having to chase after an elusive paycheck at the same time. Again, a fantasy land where the beast doesn't have to feed itself. Yeah, I mean, I understand cheering that if you just, you're, you're just, you're so dumb is the wrong word. Um... Ignorant seems harsh, but it's the correct word. You just you're just unaware. I, I can see cheering as a 16 year old or 19 year old who's never had a job. The idea of not having to go to work, I would cheer that idea too. I don't care what the reasoning <laughs> is. Work is for suckers, daddy. I cheer that idea tomorrow. As a matter of fact, I don't want to go to work early. But uh, but 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 what, what's the come up with a good alternative there? You're not truly free. You have to show up to work tomorrow. No, no, no. Answer the question. Do you have to show up to work tomorrow? Well, yes, I do. So then you're not free. Okay. All right. All right. Perhaps one day it will be possible for your activity of studying and learning to become a voluntary, unalienated, multi-sided form of personal development, which will in turn serve as a condition for the social development of our general intellect. And who's going to give me the money to pay my rent and buy my food? Where's that going to come from exactly? The rich who need to pay their fair share. That is something. And then a Southern California high school teacher who needs to be rounded up and removed right after these messages. Also, I got uh, the darker side of humanity. I got a story about uh, drunkenness. I got a story about porn. The change in the laws in Great Britain are these new porn laws coming to the United States. I Hello. wonder. I wonder it would change things. Quite What's a bit. all this, son? What's he doing with that? <laughs> Good lord! Uh, that's a guy with a British accent. Crikey! Who enjoys pornography. I'm guessing. So stay tuned. It's all coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The guy's so drunk he gave up. And uh, porn laws that could be coming to America, which I think changed the whole porn world. Okay, that's exciting. Mm. Uh, you need to hear this. This is a Southern California high school teacher. Some of this is slightly difficult to hear. Turn your radio up. What this person says, this person's also a councilman in the town. What he says about the people in our nation's military, you will not be able to forgive. Stand by. What you hear will shock you. And Mark. The so test high went. school in Pico Rivera, that's southeast of downtown L.A. And the 17-year-old student who recorded this says the voice is his El Rancho High School U.S. government teacher, Gregory Salcedo. Listen here. The data is in. We don't have a good military. Think about the people who you know are over there. Your stupid Uncle Louie or whatever. They're dumb And Salcedo. Here, let me see. At the risk of having this um, screw up again. He says, think about the people we have over there. 
your stupid Uncle Louie or whatever. They're dumbasses. We're talking about the military. Yeah, we're people who serve in the military. And Salcedo, apparently prompted by a student wearing military-themed clothing, kept going with the insults. They're not like high-level thinkers. They're not academic people. They're not intellectual people. They're the lowest of our low. In all, in all, Sandra, this rant lasted a full five minutes in front of those students. Five minutes of people in the military are the lowest of the low. They're dumbasses. They're your effing dumb Uncle Louie. There you go. Teaching American government in California. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing indeed. Yeah. Unbelievable. You got to yank your kids out of that school. El Rancho High History teacher Gregory Salcedo, who's also an elected Pico Rivera city councilman, was once mayor. She got the uh, the d- the degree of how awful that is and that, that he thinks that, and then that he thinks it's okay to say it in the classroom. Right. He questioned why military recruiters should ever be allowed in the school. We don't allow pimps to come into the school, he says. How do you argue that? That's pretty amazing. Like I said, it's troubling that he thinks it's even more troubling that he thinks it's okay to teach that in school. That's right. That's just amazing. Amazing. The uh, principal or district superintendent said she'd not spoken to Salcedo because he was out of town. That's a good excuse. He sure. said Salcedo... you can't speak to people when they're in a different town. We all know that. Right. He said Salcedo would be disciplined. Okay. He will not lose his uh, his money or his pension or any of that sort of stuff. I can almost guarantee you. Unless there's enough of an uproar and they're forced into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he was drunk when he made that speech. But not as drunk as this guy, Joe, who blow a point four one nine, which ain't easy to do. Wow. He's getting a lot of attention down in Louisiana because he gave up on the field sobriety test at some point saying, ah, never mind, I'm going to jail anyways, and bailed on the whole trying to walk and touch his nose and all yeah, that stuff. We're wasting our time here. I'm yeah. hammered. Wow. Good, good so .08 is too drunk to drive. He's point what? 419, which oh. is they took him to the hospital because that's you could die from it level. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. New porn laws in Great Britain that if they come to the United States, well, I don't know if they will or not. Somebody will, somebody will push for it. And, uh, I mean, I don't have a, uh, a dog in this race. Um, but here's the problem with it. The new laws in Great Britain for any of the big porn uh, websites, the law is now you have to log in. You have to, you have to be a member to prove your age. What they're trying to get around in uh, Great Britain is having people under the age of 18 looking at porn. So anybody's going to have to have your name, your address, some sort of uh, ID, I guess it'd be mm. driver's license number or something in the United States. All this information is going to have to be on these porn websites to look at porn. Hello. So you'd be a registered uh, porn enthusiast. Yeah. With records of the frequency of visits, the particulars of your tastes etc how lovely right and because it can be hacked it will be hacked as everything is and they'll have an ashley madison style situation that was the website that in theory was going to hook people up on uh, uh affairs right but every time i saw an ad for it i thought who falls for that <laughs> you talk about a sausage party <laughs> turns out the registered user was like 98 percent male well, and it- no way no way uh, but yeah, so that, that leaked out. And so all the guys that were registered on that, the names came out 
and embarrassed a lot of them for doing something that's not a crime or anything like that. Your wife might hate it, but um, but so yeah, you'd have all that data out there somewhere for someone to steal. Mm-hmm. And if at any point in your life, you know, you were 20 and thought it was a good idea, and now you're 45 and want to run for city council, um, you know, that information's out there. And then this... <laughs> it so turns it, out he's obsessed with pornography in which women dress as pilgrims. Right. And I, don't, I don't know why. And then you've got to explain it that. It just turns me on. I don't know why. Yeah. I really like the buckles. Yeah. Right. It's just, just the, the whole bonnet thing and the, like the apron <laughs> when she... Lifts up the apron. It's just, I don't know. Somebody tried to get a poll going online. Will this new law stop you from masturbating? Yes, no, or can't answer. Too busy, too busy masturbating. <laughs> Guess which answer won the poll. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Bodie McBoat Porny McPorn face. Yeah, but. See, that that's a problem with the, well, so much of modern life. Banking, well, anything you do. If it can be, if it's, on the, if it's online, it will be hacked at some point, and your information will be out there. Yes. Just thought, it's just a shame, too. There's no upside to kids getting hold of hardcore no, porn. No, God, no. no. I'm going to try everything I can to keep my kids from uh, from spending any time on that when they're underage. And nothing I can do once they're off off to college. But, uh, yeah. Or off to their friend's house. On the other hand, you can't have... Yeah, yeah, right. You know, you just you really have to build up their moral code and hope it's strong enough to endure the temptations that are, you know... Thrust at them. Probably a poor choice of words. Jeez, thanks, thanks for that. That was not intentional. It, oh, wasn't. it wasn't. No, it that wasn't. That might have been an actual Freudian slip, because who knows what you were daydreaming about while we were talking about this. Pilgrims. <laughs> <laughs> Bent over Plymouth Rock. Oh, 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 oh my. Oh, I'm going to oh, Plymouth Rock you all night long. Yeah, okay. Oh, my squire. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you. Mm. Well, uh, uh, I mean, <laughs> nah, probably ought to just No, I think that you, probably. Yeah. That's the end of that. And then, something, something, Sacagawea, something. Right, Pocahontas. I'm still working. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so you're too ethical to eat meat, but should cows go extinct? Maybe we'll get to that story at some point. Oh, my. Some of these animals that nobody wants to eat, what are we going to do with them? Would they even exist on planet Earth if we weren't eating them? Just going to raise them and put them in fields to be nice to have them around? I'd imagine there'd be few lumbering around in the wild. I guess. Domestic cows? Well, I don't, they came from something, right? Yeah, people have been eating them forever. All right. Uh, what's so com- what would they evolve back into? Some sort of skinny African-looking cow? Or Barrel cows running amok. Huh. Uh, what's coming up in your news, Marshall? We got the latest on the now fatal accident when a train carrying GOP lawmakers hit a dump truck. We're going to hear from one West Coast legislator who was on the train. The head of the FBI says, don't release the memo. And get ready, workers, for a cobot future. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. So the head of the FBI says don't release the memo. Yes. Huh. And that's Mm. Trump's guy. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Could be interesting to watch this one play out over the next couple of days. Guaranteed. Uh, Marshall's News is next. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. These ethics of cows article is pretty interesting, actually. <laughs> like, are the cows ethical or unethical? Well, you know, we all are. I remember as a kid, the first time I ever heard of an animal going extinct, and I was just horrified by it. Sure. It no longer exists. Tragic. 
And we hate that for animals like wolves or bears or whatever that has always existed in nature. But cows didn't. We created cows. Really? Through through various breeding techniques over many, 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 many years. They have no ability to survive on their own. They wouldn't exist the way they do hmm. if we hadn't done what we've done. So if we stop eating them, is there any reason to keep them around? Do we have, a, do we have an ethical... Well, we're going to have a giant food fest if we decide to get rid of them, because you might as well eat them. Mm. Anyway. Wow, well. so how, uh, I would like to know, what, what are, I did a, uh, a report in fifth grade, I think it was, about prehistoric horses. Carefully researched, the Eohippus, etc. And, uh, but I don't know anything about, like, the precursors to modern d- 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 meat cows. Yeah, well, they, they, they wouldn't exist if we hadn't created this beast to eat. Hmm. So then what do you do? That's a dilemma. Eat them. Anyway, we got some breaking news on a variety of fronts we should get to. I prob- Probably more important than this. Marshall Phillips with the news. All right, this just coming in. South Carolina GOP Representative Trey Gowdy, chairman of the House Oversight Committee, says he is not going to seek re-election. Oh, what? All we've got is this one sentence so far. He is not going to go after re-election. Do you remember what the stat was, Sean? You gave it to me yesterday. If it seems like there are a lot more people that are deciding no. not to seek re-election, or are resigning, it is because it's a high number. It's the most in a hundred-some years, 120 years or something like wow. that. So there, there yeah. have been 12 reg- resignations in the 115th Congress, mostly people who received jobs in the Trump administration or have been drummed out of office due to sexual misconduct allegations. It's been 117 years since the number of resignations has been this high through this point. 117 years. But, oh. Okay, that's resignations. It's yeah. not announcements that they won't run again or retirements, that sort of thing. Uh, wow, that's shocking. I wonder if he has bigger plans or what. Well, I'm a lot a fan. Of, and a lot of heavyweights, too. Yeah. It's not people that are 90 or right. y- you hear their name, you don't even know who they are, and right. they got no power. Chairs of committees in the right. prime of life like him. Right. I hate to see him go. I really like Trey Gowdy. Meanwhile, there are reports that one person's dead after an Amtrak train carrying Republican lawmakers and their families to a GOP retreat in West Virginia collided with a truck. The accident uh, happened uh, in Virginia where the train is now stopped. Northern California Congressman Doug LaMalfa was on board when the accident happened. It looks like a garbage truck was hit at a crossing by our train. And uh, all of your listeners, please uh, pray for those uh, people that were one or more driving the truck. I'm not exactly sure the circumstances there, but uh, we can see emergency personnel tending to them. We have, again, one fatality. No Congress members or staffers got seriously hurt. Back to the Trey Gowdy thing. Yep. He is the ninth House Committee chairman to decide not to run again. Wow. Ninth chairman of a committee in which you work your whole career to get to that point. Right, right. Well, I've heard from more than one congressman that the job kind of sucks in a lot of ways. I wonder if they're just... More now than it did two years ago? Yeah, I think so, because you can't get anything done. The acrimony and partisanship, blah, blah, blah. There's no working across the aisle. It's just blind opposition to each other, and it's just gotten stupid. Hmm. FBI Director Christopher Wray is against White House plans to release that classified GOP memo that reportedly claims bias within the FBI and the Justice Department. Reports are saying Wray wants the memo held back because it contains inaccurate information and paints what Ray believes is a false narrative. 
Now, House Republicans voted to release the memo. The White House currently reviewing the document. At the State of the Union last night, President Trump told South Carolina Republican Jeff Duncan he was 100% planning to release the memo. Thank you, Let's release the memo. Oh, yeah. oh, don't worry. 100%. 100% he's going to do that. Democrats oppose it, saying it gives an inaccurate portrayal of appropriate uh, actions undertaken by law enforcement and the Justice Department, and now the head of the FBI is saying, don't release it. Yeah, wow, that's something. This is difficult to, to look at this one in a simple way, Republicans, Democrats. There are all sorts of forces on each side arguing different things. That's interesting. Well, he's, I don't Well, we'll have to see what happens. Turns out the U.S. Department of Justice is now investigating Apple after the company came clean about slowing down older iPhones. The DOJ and the Securities and Exchange Commission are looking into whether Apple violated security laws concerning its disclosures about the software update that was to blame for the inconvenience. So now the feds are getting involved with the Apple slowdown, the throttle down. And we got a Silicon Valley pizza delivery startup that's going to be hiring more humans to work alongside their robots. Reps with Zoom Pizza say humans working with the robots paved the way for a cobot future. Zoom uses the robots to churn out the uh, pizzas from dough to sauce. Humans are the ones, though, that add the toppings because that's considered to be the most difficult part. The robots haven't figured that out yet. Yeah, the humans haven't either, judging by the last pizza I got. <laughs> God, there's like no sausage at all over here. And salt's right in the middle. Pizza, how hard is it? Pizza has gotten crappier over the years. Well, and they don't give you any toppings. They're trying to screw you. I order sausage. I expect a certain amount of sausage on the pizza. I think the ingredients are just gotten cheaper. They're just not as good as they used to be. It's a race to the bottom. Why is that? I don't know. I'm trying to save money. Didn't we have a story on that? While pizza prices have remained the same, adjusted for inflation or something? I don't remember. Uh, all I know is this pizza was not cheap. This was not, uh, you know, one of your low rate, uh, our prices are, are lower places. This was a restaurant in the area. And mm. It was terrible. Wow. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Not a restaurant that advertises on this fine radio station. Okay. For the record. There you go. Bastards. Hmm? Sausage misers. <laughs> I'm disappointed in modern pizza. Misers. <laughs> Sausage misers. <laughs> There's one pizza place I'd like to try in my burg, but they won't let you order over the phone, so I'm just never going to be able to. I'm never going to get a pizza there. I called them, and they said, uh, we only take online orders. I said, I can't tell you over the phone. said, no. I said, I guess I'll just never eat one of your pizzas. And I don't F know. you. Click. <laughs> I didn't say F you, but it's just. Oh, they said F you. Go away. Well, that's fine. But... Phony McFonerson, click. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Is that what they're trying to drive us all to? Online order? Oh, yeah. Just yeah. easier for everybody? Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, police pull over a car crammed full of oranges. Wonder why. The picture is worth the story. Okay. Look at this picture. Look how many oranges came out of this car when they opened the door. Hell of a lot. What are you doing there? <laughs> what is going on there? The petering out coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. You want some sausage? This is Armstrong and Getty. The voice of the West. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Street lights along the highway. 
Two cops in Toronto were suspended after they ate some marijuana edibles while on duty. <laughs> right? Yeah, it was really strong weed. The two of them just kept looking at each other going, you're not a cop, are you? Hey, no, paranoia. Comes I along with it. injecting marijuanas. That will destroy you, according to some. some. Couple of medical notes for you that are worth knowing. Link between Alzheimer's and sugar that's stronger than uh, before. Sugar's bad, man. I'm saying this out loud to try to convince myself. I'm trying so hard to eat less of it. It's tough. Um, uh, It's tough because uh, the the, the people who sell food have figured out that uh, we really like it. Our brains really like it. And um, it's a good way to keep us going. But anyway, uh, they did a study of 1,000 people. Taken in carbohydrates, the group that ate the most carbs had an 80% higher chance of developing cognitive impairment, which is a pit stop on the way to dementia, 80% higher chance than those who ate the smallest amount of carbs. They have a backing up a number of other studies over the years. So, Well, okay, yeah. And and a good, solid study will tease out other factors that would... You know, it's correlation, not causation. The the sugar eaters also happen to have a proclivity for banging their head against brick walls. I mean, that sort of thing. Right. I mean, if it's solid medical research, they tease that stuff out somehow. Well, that, that's that's shocking. That should be the lead story in America, shouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. God dang. Sugar's bad. Is I mean, that, that's just, it's bad. It's bad. It's been bad for a very long time. The fat is not your problem. It's the sugar. Uh, I wish the government hadn't lied to us. 40 years ago, 50 years ago. Yeah. Absolutely lied to us. You ought to uh, briefly retell that story. I mean, it's easy to understand. Well, the sugar people, General Mills, uh, they paid for a study one of your big colleges did to uh, to say that fat is, is the evil thing that's the, that we all got to stay away from. Sugar's okay for you, but fat. And so, then coincidentally, they put out all these uh, sugar cereals. And there are people that were involved in the study say, yeah, it was bogus. Um, going back 50 years, but the government used that information for their uh, diet guidelines for decades, like my whole life, up until recently. Every mm. cereal commercial I ever saw as a kid, it was a part of your complete breakfast, yeah. Frosted Flakes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? Exactly. And it's just sugar's so bad for us in so many different ways. Yeah, that's something. And fat is not that bad for us. Nope. In, in so many different ways. Also, this other thing that they've just discovered, there's something called CHIP. The It's an acronym, and it's a complicated phrase, and it doesn't matter because you'd forget it, but CHIP. California Highway Patrol and <laughs> no, Eric Estrada. And this has got to do with heart attacks and strokes. They've wondered for a long time, how come there's a lot of people who don't have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, then drop dead of a heart attack or have a stroke? They've always wondered that. Hmm. Well, there's this something called CHIP that they now can see. It's in your bones. What? That may be a predictor of that. So now, along with checking your uh, blood pressure and your cholesterol, they might check out and see if you got this CHIP situation going, because that really increases the likelihood you have a stroke or a heart attack. They didn't know this until real recently. Wow. They um, never could figure out. And we've all known that person. God, I know. I knew one guy really well. We've all known those people. No high blood pressure, no, you know, did all the right things and just slumps over the steering wheel in this one particular case. Yikes. Oh Probably had God. this chip my, thing thanks going. For, thanks for reminding me of my greatest nightmare. Yikes. Nerg. Uh, wow, so how soon till it's in uh, general practice? I, I need it now. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. You know, it's funny, I'm going to do a, a medical thing today. It's a minor deal, but, you know, the, the, you got to give this sample and that sample and they take your blood pressure and height and weight, blah, blah, blah. Um. 
And all of that stuff, it's actually for insurance purposes, all of that stuff is designed to figure out if you're going to drop dead of a heart attack or a stroke. And I'm trying to think, you know, all my interactions with doctors, all the pills and supplements and the rest of it, it's all about that. Heart disease, the number one killer. So let's get this thing ready for prime time, huh? That's your biggest nightmare? A uh, sudden heart attack, yeah. Not, a, sort of not a zombie with like a pig head coming after you with fire that shoots out of its fingers? Not really. You know what no, I mean? I'd fight it. <laughs> you would? Yeah. I mean, what else are you going to do? I can't run. You know, it's funny. We were talking about our, our trip to South Africa earlier in the show where the uh, South African Tourist Board flew a bunch of American radio shows over to hang out in South Africa, see it, and, and, and talk up its wonders. And it was a great deal for us. We got a trip to South Africa, but it's pretty dangerous. Um, you got to be really careful. Um, and and we had to run for our lives at one point. Jack and I were out late night, probably drinking, definitely drinking. Um, and uh, and a couple of guys had knives, I think, and they were doing something nasty to some woman in a car. And we watched them for one minute too long, evidently. And they came after us, and we had to take, take off running down the street. I couldn't do that now. I couldn't outrun anybody now. Unless it was like an eight-year-old arguing with another, what are you looking at? You come here, you. I mean, I might be able to outrun him, but. And what's your point? Is this a story for anybody who wants to chase you down? Or? Well, no, I'm just thinking <laughs> if about. You can, if you can just walk briskly, you could catch Joe and take his wallet. <laughs> right, exactly. And so I just, I look back on that and think it's a good thing I was young. That was 1999. Little D was uh, like six weeks old, I think, when I'm, we went. I'm due to race my, uh, he's about to be eight years old. We might do it on his birthday. Because I I think I may not be the fastest person in the family anymore, oh, officially. Oh, boy. Oh boy. You can't let him know that. Well, I don't want to let him know that. If he, Once he knows, he could actually run away from me. <laughs> <laughs> but on his eighth birthday, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put on real tennis shoes and stuff. Because so far, I've been able to outrun him in cowboy boots or whatever I'm wearing. But Jack, is any good defensive back can tell you it's not necessarily the speed, but the angle you take. That's the key. <laughs> so I'm going to try to race him. on. A, I might have to film that see how that goes. So good. I saw. I, I still have the video of when I outran my wife to prove that I was the fastest in the family. <laughs> this is uh, a thing with you people. Evidently. <laughs> I'm strong and getty. I'm getting ready for final thoughts. Yes, I left them all in the dust. Made my little kids cry though. Uh, here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody. Hey, Michelangelo, what's your final thought, bro? Yeah, yeah uh, Jack mentioned his son as a birthday party on Super Bowl Sunday. It means that Jack will teach his son a wonderful life lesson, how to fake a fa- how to fake an illness. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Positive. Sean, your final thought. When 10-time Super Bowl participant Bill Belichick was asked, how does this Super Bowl differ from the others? He said, this one's in Minnesota. There you go. <laughs> Marshall Phillips, your final thought. I got so busy with the SBBM earlier this morning, the Super Blue Blood Moon, I forgot to mention a celebrity birthday, which is very important this weekend. Justin Timberlake, 37 years old. Wow. He's almost 40. I didn't realize that. Net worth $230 million. Happy birthday. So did everybody see the Super Blood Warren Moon or not? Yeah. Mm. It was fantastic last night. I didn't see it this morning, but Jack, final thought? Yeah, a new movie out that I'd like to check. If you liked the Passion of the Christ movie that was one of the biggest hits in world history, Paul, Apostle of Christ, has the guy that played Jesus in it as one of the stars. It's about the final days of Paul the Apostle, and it's supposed to be a pretty big deal. Mm, wow. 
Uh, my final thought is also Justin Timberlake related, which is a little odd. Uh, I'd say. Uh, his comment on the infamous Janet Jackson nipple incident this week. I stumbled through it. To be quite honest, I had my wires crossed. It's just something that you have to look back on and go, okay, well, you can't change what happened, but you can move forward and learn from it. So is that an admission that he knew what he was doing? I think we all learned from Janet Jackson's nipple. (laughs) And I'm here to beg you, JT, do it again. Please do it again. People would go A-wire. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Do you take that as he knew what he was doing? That it was on purpose? Of course he did. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people think so little time. Go to armstrongandgettyradio.com. Get in touch. Send us an article along. We ought to be talking about it. The nipple heard round the world. See you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity. And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye-bye. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West. Dave Ramsey here.